What do you get when you have two former baseball players coming together to run a business? You get leaders that push themselves and their company to go the extra mile for their customers. We're talking to David Noyce and Dustin Tyra from Southpaw Roofing on this episode of Range of Influence. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Russell Lahodney, President and CEO of the Columbia County Chamber of Commerce. Today, we're sitting down with David and Dustin from Southpaw Roofing. They've got a very cool story, and we're going to hear from them in a moment. But first, I want to thank our friends at Premier Networks for sponsoring our podcast. We'll meet David and Dustin right after this word from Premier Networks. Premier Networks is the premier information technology and cybersecurity firm in the CSRA. You have enough to worry about for your business. Leave it to the Augusta IT guys to ensure your IT is done right. No ironclad contracts, no fine print, just fast, reliable technology from an experienced customer-centric team, locally owned. Call for a free cyber assessment because in 2021, IT has to be right. Premier Networks, the official IT partner of the Augusta Green Jackets. Hey guys, welcome to the uh, ROI podcast studio. Uh, we've got with us today we've David and Dustin from Southpaw Roofing, and uh, we're going to find out a little bit about the story behind Southpaw and, and the, the guys behind uh, the business. So, uh, David, welcome. Thanks Thanks for having us. Uh, excited to be here. Yeah, and Dustin, welcome. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. It's exciting. Let's talk about the business. How did the two of you guys come together and then... The name, I think, maybe is a derivative of that story, but uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I used to coach um, I used to coach baseball in the offseason, and Dustin was a, a college player, um, and I actually coached him, gave him lessons um, over the summer. Uh, I guess he was um, about to head to USC Aiken in the fall, and uh, I worked with him that summer, and we uh, got to know each other real well. I saw how hard he worked at his craft, you know, trying to be an athlete. Um, so from there, I went and um, started working in the roofing industry and working with my father-in-law and uh, worked there a couple of years and, and Dustin graduated. And I happened to see him in the mall one day and uh, we got to talking and, and got all fired up like we always used to and uh, told him that I thought he could really help us if he wanted to, you know, come and give it a whirl. I didn't know what I could promise him, but we could you know, see what happens. So he decided that was a good idea and, and uh, came over and started working with us. And uh, I guess the, the rest is kind of history. So the origin story of Southpaw Roofing in front of the Gap at the mall. Yeah. Like, sort talking of about roof and doing something like that. That's pretty good. That's a good story. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that really happened. So that's good. <laughs> it was Gap Kids, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Right in front of Gap Kids. Oh, talking some, about how we're going to make some money, how we're going to feed our family. That's right. That's good. That's right. The, the different stage in life when we're in front of Gap Kids as opposed to, yeah. you know, shopping for ourselves, right? That's right. I think that's the last time I went to the mall, too. So <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah. Roofing obviously wasn't your passion out of college. You had a uh, a previous career before roofing, right? Yeah, so uh, ever since I've been a little kid, three years old, my dream was to play in the big leagues um, and thought I really had a pretty good shot at doing that. Uh, went off and played in college and then got drafted and got into the minor league system and, and did that. Um, so roofing certainly was not on my mind. Um, my wife, however, um, who I met at Furman, her dad is a roofer and started this company back in 85. So um, 
once the, the baseball fizzled out, I had to go back to school, finish up my degree, and, and get a real job. So that's kind of how all that went down and switched from baseball to roofing. And before we get into the, the business, I mean, what's it like being drafted? So I asked because that was my dream as a kid, and I mentioned to you all earlier I'm too short to have had that come true. <laughs> but, um, I mean, just tell us, what was it like getting that call or, or you know, having that happen in your life? Well, it was awesome. I mean, like I said, since three years old, that's what I wanted to do. And I, I literally worked at that since I was three years old. Um, and I actually, I, at the time, I lived in Marietta, and the Braves drafted me out of high school. That was the first time I got drafted. And it was it was unbelievable because, you know, I had family everywhere. And, you, you know, were like, I'm going to be on the staff with Tom Glavin and Greg. Yeah, absolutely. Know, well, that's Maddox what I thought, you know, at that point in your career, you're, right, you're like, yeah, yeah this is going to happen. So um, <laughs> it was awesome, man. I, it was graduation day, 1995. Um, so I graduated high school and got drafted that afternoon. Um, and it was, it and that's was the, awesome. that's the height of, you know, the Braves of the nineties right there. And yeah. And 95 <laughs> yeah. being in Atlanta, getting drafted by the Braves. I mean, that, that, sh that must've been an exciting time and thinking about what your future was going to look like. It was, it was. And at the time I had the choice to sign with them obviously, or, or go on and play at Furman. Um, up in Greenville, South Carolina. So it's a tough decision. Um, the Braves came in and did their pitch, and then my college coach came down uh, from Furman, Ron Smith, who awesome, awesome guy. Glad I went and played for him, but he's a little firecracker. So he comes in, and, you know, I hit in high school, which was a big deal to me. I loved it. I always considered myself an athlete and, and a, a ball player. So he walked in my garage, and I got a bunch of bats stacked out front you know, because I've been hitting, I hit all the time. And he, and he said, you, you realize you, you signed to go play baseball, uh, play with the Braves, you're done, you're not hitting anymore, you know. And uh, so he kind of conned me into going to Furman because he said, he, he said, I promise you, you will hit your freshman year, um, which ticked a lot of people off because then he had to do it. And, and uh, anyway, but that's kind of how he got me to go ahead and come to Furman. Before we get into you, Dustin, I'm going to get – your take on Otani from the Angels hitting and pitching. How crazy is that as a professional athlete? Well, it's insane. You know, like I told you, I, I did that my whole life, and I was good in high school. I was a good hitter. Um, but the things he does is out of this world. And to be that elite at, at that know, level on both sides is, is insane. No, there's nothing harder than hitting a baseball at that level. And I don't think in sports. And if you look at some of the athletes, some of the, some of the things they can do, like – Saw some guys talking. Like I think in the NBA, a good baseball player could probably go and post up and probably score a couple buckets a game. Like right. you, know, you can get lucky, you can you know get a rebound, put something up, but not one of those guys could go to the major leagues and hit a curveball from one of the <laughs> no best chance. pitchers. It's just not going to happen, right? It's just a hard thing to do. So certainly, uh, you know, Otani and and all those guys, uh, man, just phenomenal athletes and some of the things they can do. Um, so. Baseball brought you guys together. It's kept you together. Um, what do you think those days in baseball, for y'all, maybe Dustin, you answer this. What do you think the, the days playing sports uh, on a team, the hard work day in, day out, has brought to your business? And has that made you kind of the businessman you are today, the company you are today? Absolutely. Um, I, I tell everybody every day, especially the people that come and work with us, and, you know, it's a, we try to make a team uh, atmosphere, obviously, but – I don't know, I, you know, waking up every morning, working hard, running five miles a day, doing all the things we had to do back in school. Um, it, it just made you 
have that drive uh, to want to be the best. You know, and I don't, I don't really, I don't know. I, everything I do, uh, I feel like it's a competition. You know, whether it means anything or not, but it's just some sort of drive for me. Um, waking up every morning, you know, trying to help our customers, whatever it is. But you know, that's that's kind of the way I look at it. And I think everybody that's works with us, um, and I know David himself. You know, we 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 instill that with them, and uh, you know, that's kind of why we always have athletes around us. You know, to make it even more. You know, people that work for us or with us. You know they have that drive and I still want to drive with them every day. So, uh, that's kind of the way we look at it. And, and Dustin, we got David's backstory a little bit. Let's hear your backstory. You're, you're also a, a pitcher. And, and again, going back to the name Southpaw, you guys are both lefties coming up. What was your story growing up? Yes. Yeah, so I, um, you know, I was actually, I'm actually an Alabama guy. Um, from there, my, most of my dad's family's from there. They still live there, but I moved here when my dad was in the military and started working at a, back then it was called Federal Paper Board, I believe, out in Highway 56. But anyways, he uh, moved, we moved here, I lived in Hepsiville till about seventh grade and moved, went to Lakeside High School over in Columbia County and uh, lived in Martinez. And so that's where I went, you know, my high school. And then um, I, I had a really, we played in the playoffs my senior year, I believe it was, and there was a coach you know, we were a uh, coach from down in Georgia Southwestern, down in Southwest uh, Georgia in Americas. He saw me. He was like, man, I'd really like to see you come and play. So I went down there, and they signed me that day. And uh, it was a great it was a great thing I did there. I mean, I worked hard. Uh, I felt like I still was not where I wanted to be. Uh, as an athlete, I always tried to overachieve. And um, I know you know the holders – um in Augusta you know they're big name in, in the baseball worlds and uh he saw me and uh, actually this was probably when David I think you were still uh helping me I'm not really sure uh I can't remember that far back but uh we were still working together um and uh he said won't you come and come play for us at USC Aiken and then the rest is history I mean that was the best thing I ever did uh, my pitching coach wasn't Michael Holder, but it was a guy named Coach Connor, who's actually, I think, one of the top uh, um, drafts guys. What, what is the word I'm trying to look for? Um, scout. Sorry. Yeah. Top scout with good. the Brewers, I believe. And uh, very productive in what he does now. But he was real analytical, helped me completely change my whole uh, baseball career. So um, that's it. I mean, it was. It was the best thing I did, and, uh, you know, I, I, after college it was over, obviously, but uh, – and then the rest is history after that. I met David and – Then you went, you went to the Gap and – That's Gap right. Hit. We went Literally. shopping and the rest is history. <laughs> Saw him with his little girl in there, and uh, that was it. So we were ready to go after that. Well, you guys still involved in some way with baseball because everybody you hire, seems like, has played baseball. Um, so you all have a great team. Uh, I know a lot of your team members. Um, what do you think either sports plays – what role does sports play into kind of the hiring process when it comes to building a team? What, is it, what does it help you understand about somebody whenever you have that connection, somebody who's played some kind of elite level of sports, something like that? Yeah, well, you know, like Dustin said before, well, everything we've gotten is based on, on getting up and grinding. Every day, get up and get after it. We know if somebody's been successful at any level in, in athletic endeavor that they've, they've got that in them. 
or they wouldn't have been successful. Um, so that's super important to us. We actually actively seek out people that, you know, are athletes uh, for hiring. And, you know, our, our Monday morning meetings, it's like a locker room, you know. Um, there's a lot of banner and there's a lot of, um, a lot of goofing, but there's a lot of, of serious people ready to get down and get, get to business. And um, That's after your team five-mile run, right? Every day. That's, <laughs> that's right. the South Paul five-mile run, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, I feel like that really, uh, for us, that really works. We talked about how you guys got there, but uh, you married your wife, kind of got into the business that way. What was the process of you kind of taking over the business from your father-in-law? So I worked, um, when I initially got done playing ball, I went and uh, worked with Travis Gamble at a Complete Residential. Learned a ton from Travis, a ton from Travis. He's, he's a brilliant business mind, as, as you guys may know. But um, anyway, that kind of ran its course. Travis always wanted me to go out on my own anyway. Um, he thought that, you know, he, I guess he saw, he thought I could be successful. So my father-in-law was getting older and, and um, needed some help, so we decided to kind of join forces uh, when I did that Clay my father-in-law kind of uh, started to just kind of back his way out um, I think he saw that we were having some success and and that you know we could we could grow this thing and, and let him kind of um, not have to do as much anymore um, and then soon after that Dustin came and uh, we really just transitioned into he and I um, running the company and that's kind of when we rebranded the name, uh, went from North Augusta Roofing to South Paul, and uh, and kind of really got busy over here on this side of the river, and really really got things going in Columbia County. You know, story like y'all's is so fascinating, and you know, for the casual observer, it sometimes seems like you guys are an overnight success. I mean, y'all have seen exponential growth these last few years, and everybody knows South Paul. Everybody that I talk to, anybody. In my industry, real estate that I talk, talk to or ask about roofing, Southpaw is who a lot of, almost everybody I know recommends. Um, but obviously, it's not an overnight success. I mean, so your father-in-law started the company a long time ago. You've been doing this for a while. Um, to tell us about that process, the grind that you talk about, and, and what it takes behind the scenes to make something like Southpaw work. Yeah, it's, it's really perseverance. Um, you know, when we started things weren't rocking and rolling like they are now you know it was um we had to work for every penny we made and we had to work to collect every penny we yeah. made um it wasn't you know every friday we were we were scrambling um but but what we really tried to do is a take care of our uh, customers and b take care of the folks that were on our team helping us get get our job done and i feel like that's kind of what what grew this thing um, is doing well by the folks we work for and the folks we work with, um, which really kind of led to, to success down the road. But it wasn't easy at the beginning. I mean, he and I have had many a, many a Friday wishing, you know, Miss Smith was going to pay so we could finish payroll. Um, and, uh, but we stuck with it and always did right best we could by everybody, and, and I think it panned out okay. Obviously, there's a huge amount of growth here in this region have you guys seen it from the roofing side and the amount of business that you guys have had and uh you know how you operate yeah so um start going back just a little bit but when we first started you know it was just me and him and you know we were 
I don't know, we were doing four or five roofs a week, max, you know, and I was like, this is great. I was happy that week, you know, and I was looking for the next week. You know, I was always, I always think about the future, you know, you never know. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at, I like to network. Um, you know, I got in front, I mean, obviously that's how I met Reagan, but, you know, I love to get in front of people and tell them what we do and uh, hopefully we can help them. Um, and I think that's what we try to do now. So, you know, from then to now, I mean, it's obvious we've got four people, that, five people that work with us now, and it was just me and him doing checks. You know, I mean, it was just, that's how it was. And uh, so we know how hard it, how hard work pays off, but, you know, we still do it today. And, uh, you know, I felt like that's what, uh, that's what we had to do. So, and then, you know, getting in front of everybody and that, you know, from now to then, it's just unbelievable. You know, I love working for realtors. Like, that's one of my biggest things. And, um, you know, because they're always going to call you. And I get calls at 10 o'clock at night to this day. And, I mean, I got one this morning at 6. So, you know, it's just that's the way it works. And that's the way we work. And I appreciate that. So Those realtors. <laughs> yeah. I say that as my wife the, is the a best, realtor. Best folks in the world. That's right. Best folks in the world. We agree. Yeah. yeah. Love them. Love them. Well, so hiring folks, so going from two of you in the grind, day in, day out, I mean, you're making it happen to, to slowly start to turn some of that business over to somebody else. It's got to be a tough process when this is your baby, right, to, get, to give some, you know, some responsibilities tough. to somebody else. So how did you guys get comfortable with that, and, and how did you go through that process of beginning to kind of delegate some of the, your business to somebody else you just hired? Well, I guess the answer is we're never comfortable with it. Um, you know, I, and I think I, I would venture to say that the reason, a, a big portion of the reason that a lot of the, our real estate folks and um, insurance folks and, and people like that use us is because they know if they call David, they're getting David. If they call Dustin, they're getting Dustin. That being said, we've been very fortunate to hire very, very good people that we can trust. Um, you know, and, and I, we've been, we've just been really lucky with who we've we've brought on we've we've not brought anybody on that hasn't been ready to do the job and take care of customers and do it the right way uh, so that makes it a lot easier you know the, I, the first time we ever sent somebody else on another lead to go to a homeowner's house and 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 look at their roof it was terrifying you know um now we don't have that problem we know we have good people we and, and it's we get reviews um people call us all the time folks like yourself reagan that you know, take care of your clients. Um, so we're always checking up on our people, but they're they're phenomenal. Very, very lucky to have who we have. You guys went from being athletes to starting and running a business and kind of shifting the mindset a little bit. But at the same time, it, there's very similar. Talk about your business philosophy and, and what do you think it is that, that makes you guys so successful? I, just, I, I feel like uh, whenever our phone rings, we answer. And, uh, and if you do that, then I think that's what keeps us, our phones ringing now. Everybody calls us back over and over, and that's that's what we want. We, don't, we never want to give that up, and but we strive to, to take care of them every single day. I mean, even Saturday and Sundays, you know. So, I mean, that's what I think. I don't know what David have another opinion, but. Yeah, I, I, well, I agree 100%. We, you know, we put our faces in front of people. Um, you know, it's not like we're hiding at the office and, uh, um, while our guys are out doing work, I mean, we like to we like to see our customers. We like to see at the grocery store. We like to see on your job site. Um, 
and and aside from that we like to work you know we like it's we own the company but we don't mind getting up and and getting after it and and i think that i think the folks that work with us see that and appreciate it and um that's important i think the guys that are i think the owners of a company should be out there with their guys and 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 girls and getting it done um i think we've i think we've done a pretty decent job with that and it's it's kind of paid off for us well, I've been sitting here thinking, I've been talking about your business philosophy, and we've had some other businesses on and business leaders, and we've talked about this thing previously, Russ, called the loyalty loop and how businesses kind of create loyalty among their customers. How do you keep them coming back to you, right? So, I mean, they purchase something from you, they use your product or your service, and they come back. But for you guys, a roof is not a continual yeah, purchase. Sure. You get a roof, You're you gone. know, five, six, 10, 15 years, 20 years later, however long your roof lasts, right? That's when they come back. So how do you guys keep the, that loyalty among your customers, especially, I guess, on referrals and things like that? I mean, how, how do you guys work that system to make sure that those customers remain your customers, but they're referring people to you? Well, I think quality is, is step your customer, one. your customer relationship and service part of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if, if I come and do a job for you and, and you're happy and, and you call me and I answer, and if there is an issue, I mean, I don't say we never had an issue, but we stand by our stuff, um, and I think that matters. I think that's your opportunity when, when you do have a little issue on a job. I think that's your opportunity to shine for the customer and, and, and make things right and uh, make them happy, and, and, and they'll refer you. Um, and that's, that's been our experience, I yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, referrals are obviously the biggest – biggest thing i mean especially with real estate in general they you know every day there's a new deal so you know it's one one slip up and they'll go away it'd be gone so uh you know referrals are huge i mean i figure for one one person there's five referrals you know that's the way i look at it so uh yeah it's it's good to hear that because in my experience i mean and you guys have probably witnessed this personally over the years with all kinds of different brands and companies that just don't value the customer like they used to, no, right? Not at all. And so when they do something wrong, they don't fix it. Um, and we've had that experience here here locally at some places, and, and we don't go back because the customer service experience was not good. And, you know, when something was, was messed up or wrong, they didn't own up to it. And so and that kind of philosophy, I think, is certainly why you guys – have become the company that you are and will continue to flourish. Well, I think the the leadership too, quite frankly, I mean, you guys talking about, yeah, you guys are the owners, but you'll still show up at a job. You'll, you'll still swing the hammer. You, you know, you're not afraid of that. And, and that builds a team environment where the people want to work for you. And, and that, I think that bleeds through and, and the customer sees that commitment too. It doesn't go unnoticed. And as a, as a consumer or, you know, a, a homeowner, you know, you want to see the the owners of whatever company you hire, whether it's landscaping or roofers or general contractors. You want to see the. You don't want. You don't want to feel like you've been pawned off to another worker, yeah, if you will. So I think it's solid that you guys are are out there, you know, actively participating. Certainly, you can't be at every job all t- all the time, but but you know, it sounds like you guys make sure to to do your best to be there when you can. That's, that's kind of like why we do our billboards the way we do it and our marketing. You know, Heather does a great job with that, obviously, but we put our faces on there so people can actually relate to it when they see us. I mean, I get asked all the time, I see you on a billboard. You know what I mean? And not that that means much, but it 
it, it does because they can recognize us and they know who we are. So um, that's that's been a huge uh, attribute to what and you know to our growth. Now there's a, there's a reason why you know real estate agents and you know they they have their face on the billboard because people want to you know they want to work with the people that they see and they know kudos to you guys for having your face like 12 feet tall i mean that is you know bold. it's scary and it, bold. It, it, it takes a little bit to be able to do that right that's and right. drive by and i'm sure take the heat from some of your oh, your buddies who are like dude heat, that's yeah. a bad picture you should have used that one right absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah. well so let's get i'm curious about some roofing details I'm just curious right so um how long does a roof usually take to put on it's usually a day or two. Okay. Um, average roof. Yeah. All right. When was the last time you guys were on top of a roof? Yesterday. Yesterday? yesterday? Yeah, All right. Yesterday. See, they're in the business. That's what it. I thought they were going to say. So I'm like, like, better. That's what like we better we, say. Like, we're going to be on one today. We were on one yesterday. Right. That's awesome. It's good. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, you guys have uh, staff in the office. I mean, how, how many crews and how many people and all that kind of stuff are you guys employing? What are we running about? Probably 12 crews. Yeah, um, 12 on any given day. 30, and how many are in a crew? crew? It's usually like four or five. Okay. So okay, so I mean, we're talking, we're talking 50, 60 50, people. 60 people. Um, that's yeah. great. Yeah. That's great. And, um, you know, we got our our salesmen, um, uh, Zach and Kip and then Heather and uh, JC is in our office. And Don't forget anybody. They're going to call yeah. you out. Yeah. Well, and Robbie <laughs> in, in Charleston. You know, we're in Charleston as well yeah, now. Right. So. that's right. So he's running that and doing awesome. Just and he's going grassroots like we did and growing it from the bottom and it's it's really cool watching what he's doing. So Charleston is a new location. Yes. Is this an expansion plan? Uh, trying to be in different markets. Absolutely. Be in two years. Be two years in January. Okay. Um, and it has been a grind, and that's what we like. So, you know, Robbie's doing great down there this year. Has been a significant change doing what we do here. All the chamber events and the real estate events and you know just getting our name out like we did here so uh he, he's very happy and uh it's being it's it's been fun let's kind of go into maybe a little bit of uh, your guys's personal uh stories i know we talked about you know, kind of how you got to where you are but let's kind of talk about some of the traits that uh, you guys think uh helped you to be where you are but let me ask the first question what's one of the biggest pieces of advice that you got that uh, just kind of helped put you on that path to, to success? For me, it would probably be, um, my grandfather was a, a big wig in, in General Motors. Um, he was the man. And he was an athlete too, played basketball at Villanova, just a awesome, awesome guy. Um, and he just stre always stressed hard work, hard work, hard work pays off. Um, and he also stressed not staying in the moment. If you have a, if you have something that goes wrong, it's not the end of the world. You know, you're going to wake up tomorrow morning, sun's going to shine, you know, fix it and move on. And I think those were the two things. He was kind of my, my hero or is my hero. Um, and that, that really stuck with me when, when he spoke, you listened. <laughs> so, uh, yep. I think that's kind of probably the, the biggest advice I got. How about you, Dustin? Um, I, I have to say my dad, actually, uh, you know, working shift work his whole life. He's actually retiring next month, so kudos to him. 30-something um, years at, at the at the mill, uh, working three different shifts, 
you know, did what he could to be at my games, but, you know, it's hard work. Um, you know, not real much time to get off, but, you know, he always said, you know, he worked hard, got up at 3 in the morning, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it was always, you know, you don't want to do what I did. And uh, so that always kind of just, you know, made me work hard and try to find something that really suited me. And uh, it kind of carried over to my, you know, athletic sports and, you know, me and my sister both. So, uh, you know, that was – that, that was always the way I looked up to him. You know, he, he, you know, he worked hard. So you didn't ask me what my piece of advice was. <laughs> but I'm gonna share one. Yeah. So um, no, I, uh, my we talk about baseball. It's bringing back so many good memories. But my baseball coach used to to, to tell us, you know, we, especially when we going up against some teams that we thought might be better than us, and he was like, you know, one of the best ways for you guys to achieve success is just be willing to do the things that others won't, yeah. and you show up. But when others don't show up, you know run that extra bit when others won't do it, you know, um, stay late for batting practice when the other guys won't, that's how you're going to get better. And I've always taken that with me, you know, throughout my business career is just do the things that all the others won't do. Um, so I know you didn't ask, but do it. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a great point. My, um, my college coach, Ron Smith, I talked about him earlier. He always said, no matter what we were doing, whatever the drill was, whatever you finished two steps past the line. And in my coaching career now, I always say that to my kids, and, and most of them look at me like I got two heads, and they don't get it. But it, if you do that in everything you ever do, if you finish past the line, then you're doing that much more. Most people are going to stop short of that line. Yeah. And his point was always, if you stop short of that line, then that line backs up. Yeah. And that line backs up. Um, and 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 that's how we. That's kind of how I I look at things now, and it well, helps. I think that's a great visual too when you talk about baseball it's like yeah, as a batter if you hit the ball and you're running to first base you don't try and stop at first base you know you, you run past it right because if you're if you stop at first base that means you're slowing down as you get to first base but if you keep running past first base you know you're full throttle past the finish line so i think that's a great analogy that's great since you want to throw yours in there i'm going to throw mine yeah. in there but, answer your uh, own question yeah you know? <laughs> Uh, no, I, but I think it's it, it kind of in line with a lot of you guys. But there was one uh, uh, particular gentleman in, in my industry that when I was starting in the chamber industry, and, and he said, find what you do best and do more of it, right? And th that always kind of stuck with me. It's like, don't, don't get mired down doing the stuff that you're not good at. And that's why you guys hire a team of professionals that do what they do. You know, you talk about Heather, Heather Johnson, who's – uh, also an ambassador here at the chamber. I mean, she's outstanding at, at, at what she does with the marketing and stuff like that. So to speak on her, not to, not yeah. to interrupt you. At that's all. a whole podcast. That's, yeah. that's a, that's a podcast in itself. You know, uh, she was in a networking group with me for CSRA home connections, which is a Larry Miller, Larry Miller realty and, uh, been a part of them as well for a long time. And, uh, you know, I met her and she kept asking, when, when are you going to interview me? That was her question. And uh, I'm like, for That's what? That's pretty bold right for there. For what? <laughs> hey, when are you going to hire me? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was like, well, I don't know. You know, I kept goofing off with her, really. And uh, then I got another call from another lady that works at Larry Miller. And she's like, no, seriously, you need to, you need to interview her. And uh, I was like, well, let me go talk to the other half here and see what we can figure out. And I don't even remember where we went to eat one day. We went uh, to Southern Salad. Southern Salad. Uh, there you go. Havard Ushery down there. Good place. But um, we sat there and talked, and she blew us out immediately. It was like we got to figure a way to make this happen. And yeah. uh, we did, and the rest is – obviously, the rest is history. She has been a 
huge part of our success and uh, don't know what we would do without her. What were your uh, passions growing up? You, let me let me take a step back. I always think this is an interesting question. What was your very first job? I was a, a cart boy at Jones Creek for four years. All right. And uh, that was that was fun just because that was my summertime gig with a little bit of extra money. But um, worked there for four years and uh, had some fun times. I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'm not at Jones Creek, but I was a cart. That was my first job too. Yeah, I was a okay. cart boy. Very nice. David, how about you? Yeah, so my uncle was a builder um, and my dad as well. And um, so I'd come down in the summer times and work for him and do uh, job site cleanup and landscaping. And my vivid memory is he made, made a homemade spike drag, which was consisted of like two by tens with nails driven through and a rope that would go around my waist. And I'd drag the, drag the front yard so they could lay side. <laughs> that's torture. <laughs> Which was, it I'm was sure not that's fun. That's illegal today. Like, you can't make <laughs> a kid do that. <laughs> so I was basically a mule, I guess is what yeah. you'd say. But that was my first that job. brutal. Wow. Reagan, what was your first job? Oh, man. When I was a freshman in high school, Buddy and I started a lawn mowing business, mainly during the summers, but, you know, we did it other times. So, uh, yeah, started my own business for my first job. Yeah. Dustin, did you ever take golf carts like on the, the course and start doing 360s? All the time. Yep. Yeah, right. I did a Perfect. lot of stuff I probably shouldn't have done when I worked yep. there. But yep. uh, I can ask you that because, you know, the, the golf Because you did that whenever you were Heck yeah, I did. <laughs> Absolutely. What uh, what could we jump with this golf cart? That was kind of our yeah. theme. <laughs> one more axle to break. Yep, yep. We, we pushed and towed a couple uh, golf carts in Absolutely. Uh, every night. Uh, I really enjoy kind of getting to know you guys and, and your, your business and, and the philosophy and what kind of what has made you successful. But, you know, we always like to ask the question, um, you know, we're the Range of Influence podcast. Um, what's your biggest influential moment, whether it be a person, a, a, an event? Uh, what kind of set you, you know, I talked about it earlier, what set you on your path? But is there a person uh, was there something that happened that, that that got you where you are today? Well, my, my parents, um, my mom was a school teacher who would come home, and uh, at one point she worked at Kroger at night while teaching school all day, um, you know, and, and just worked her tail off. Uh, same thing with my dad. Always worked hard um, all the time. And what they put into us, and, and giving us an opportunity and then, you know, getting me to where I got as far as going to college and playing ball. And then when I was in pro ball and my dad driving all over the country to see me play and, and, and really be a, a fan of his son. And it was really cool. Um, and, it, I mean, all that, that meant a lot. And it's kind of just spurred me on to always do my best to make them proud and hopefully, you know, try to take care of them on down the road. How about you, Dustin? Honestly, the same thing. You know, my parents, we, we were a real big family um, that always stick together. Um, to this day, I still, like, you know, next week I go to Alabama to see my family. Like, we always stay tight. And um, and that's kind of where I carried over to my family, my you know, my kids and my wife. And um, But, like, you know, David said, his mom and – you know, my mom was the same thing. My dad worked shift work, so he was gone a lot of the afternoons when we come home from school. Mom would come home, cook dinner, wash our clothes, 
get us to going again the next day. So, you know, I always don't want to let them down, obviously, or else I'll probably get my butt kicked still. He is not scared to let me have <laughs> it. But, uh, you know, that's what I try to – it's a little harder these days with the kids. But uh, it's, you know, trying to do that for mine. So, uh, that's right. hopefully we can continue that. <laughs> well, being two business owners with a successful, growing, thriving business that are, you know, Dustin, you said, looking for the future, always looking to, to what's next – you guys reading anything interesting right now, listening to anybody in the business world that kind of is driving your growth models or philosophies? Uh, I'm not, not now, but I have someone that, that I learned a lot from right before I come to work with David. Um, my, after my senior year, I worked three months with, uh, I'm sure you heard of Gerald Hargrove, uh, Hargrove Inspections, and which is now with um, John Boudreaux. But, you know, Mr. Gerald was – huge influencer to me and he taught me a lot and um you know I had no idea what was going to happen with with South with South Paul Batman you know what we our name was but I had no idea what I was going to do at the time and but I always knew I wanted to be the best we could be and and whatever I could do to make something better I wanted to do it and he always always taught me that and um he's he's like a second dad to me I still talk to him and uh he's always got great advice so that's I'm not a big reader, sorry, but um, I need to be. But well, look, podcasts are or <laughs> I, I do like well book on tape. So, yeah, yeah. Well, some yeah, I do listen to some podcasts, but I don't know how good they are for me or not. <laughs> <laughs> not as informative like this. They're a little yeah. bit more <laughs> yeah. a <little> more laid <laughs> back entertainment. Just athlete athletic stuff, really. Yeah. I don't know how good it is, but David, how about you? Yeah, so unfortunately, I'm not a big reader either. I guess <laughs> too much time on the roofs. You're yeah, serving yeah, your customers. Right. We don't have time for that. We're, we're serving our, days, our customers. Man. We're working hard. We're putting uh, roofs on. That's right. But I, I try to learn from people that are peers or or a little older, maybe that are that have done it, been there, done that. Kind of like Mr. Gerald, um, local guy that's helped me out a lot is Mike Caraway. Um, he's obviously done wonderfully as far as business goes but he's also a great family man and, a, and just a really good guy and you know I'll bounce stuff off of him um if I ever have questions or or you know things like that and he's he's taught me a lot my old boss Travis Gamble taught me a lot about business um a lot about numbers how to run a business and and actually make money um so I, I would say it's more more people driven for me um than uh than much reading unfortunately <laughs> hey uh, dustin it sounds like you got young kids oh yeah it's hard how it's do you find hard. the time to do anything with young kids right i, don't do anything. I got two boys and one's a redhead and it is <laughs> <laughs> that says enough i think but it's all night and they don't stop and yeah know, sports season now again i'm like i don't have time to read Spe- I wish, well, I, wish you, I did. You, so how many kids do you have? I got two boys, seven and three. Seven right. and four, sorry. All right, so you're in the thick of it. I got a six, a four, almost four, and a uh, one-year-old. So oh, wow. We're, yeah. we're running it, burning candle at both ends. <laughs> <laughs> David, do you have kids? Too? I do. I have a bunch. I've got four. I've right. got 18-year-old. My daughter, Madison, just left for Clemson yesterday. I've got a son who's 17 and a senior, and then I've got um, – a daughter who's eight and a son who's seven so we're staying busy yeah yeah so i 
you get the pass on not reading because <laughs> yeah. I'm in the One same day. boat. It's like if I'm reading anything, it's got a kid's story involved in it. That's you it. Know. That's it. So thank you guys so much for coming today. And, and not that today is meant to be in any way an, an advertisement. We want our way podcast to be informative and for folks to learn and to to listen and to, to gather some nuggets. But how would somebody get a hold of you guys if they wanted to? Well, they can uh, they can get us through our website. Um, they can send a submission there, or uh, always call us on our on our uh, business line. Um, and what's that? Seven zero six eight six zero six six five zero. Yeah, or or, or holler you can, at us. We're around. You can, find, you can find us. You find these two around, or Heather. Yeah, that thing. The tall, goofy the guys are around. So just well. Just well another it. thing I'll say, and I mentioned this before we we hit the air. If you're interested, I think there are some baseball cards out there floating <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> David David Noyce, you can go uh, find eBay. find him on them. eBay. <laughs> I think for three dollars you can pick up a, a, a baseball card, which is to me one of the coolest. That's like the lifelong dream, right? Playing the big leagues, but to have your face on like a Tops baseball card was got to be awesome. So go search them out, guys. Thanks so much. It's been a great it's conversation. We've had a lot of good time, uh, and thanks again. What a fun conversation that was! You can really hear the care they have for their customers and the work ethic they bring to their business. Doesn't hurt having a staff full of former baseball players, too, I imagine. I'm sure there's a lot of healthy competition on that team that helps make them successful. On behalf of myself and Reagan Williams, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Range of Influence. Please, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to our podcast on your favorite app. And if you will, give us a rating and help us grow our audience. Once again, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, Premier Networks. You can find them at AugustaITGuys.com. Again, that's AugustaITGuys.com. We'll catch you next time on Range of Influence.